0: Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show.
1: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN
0: Denver Podcast Network.
2: going to work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Charlie. That was a one-on-two. Now Jost. McKenna-
1: The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Hey, y'all, rubber band. Man, rubber
0: Welcome in. DSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage Offseason Edition. AJ, I believe this is our first official off season podcast of the off season, really, to be repetitive. <laughs> uh AJ, it's how you doing?
1: It's good. I'm good, man. I uh, I took the weekend kind of to myself. Uh went to the movies and you know caught up on um what I wanted to movies wise saw Avengers end game saw a few other movies that I wanted to see nice um yeah, kind of just got away I got away from the game a little bit, you know, just took a step back and took a deep breath and said, all right, let's uh you know let's let's just move away for a few days and refresh,
0: yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm uh, I'm anxious. I'll be, I'll be heading to the movies here uh, at some point this week. I'm going to go see Detective Pikachu. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's our summer show. One one segment every every show we do a movie review.
0: Hey, let's not rule anything out here. We can um,
1: yell at each other about Game of Thrones.
0: I'm not watching Game of Thrones and and I shouldn't, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I, I, I shouldn't say I'm not watching it. I don't watch Game of Thrones. So I so, wouldn't be able to you're
1: among the population that's not mad today.
0: Yeah, I heard that it, I heard that uh, people weren't very happy with it.
1: It's been divisive. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> Are you a Game of Thrones person?
1: I am. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know that
1: yeah well, that's because I'm not an obnoxious game of Thrones person <laughs> i I like the show. It's not like the greatest show of all time in my eyes. It's not my favorite show ever um I like the show I think it's good, but it's been uh it's been interesting this season to say the least man it's uh <clears throat> it's taken some turns
0: yeah well good well, good or not good I don't know let's uh let's talk some apps. There is still hockey going on and there is still abs hockey going on. Uh, technically as the abs have sent a handful of, uh, of, of players to the world championships in, where are they? Czech, Czech Republic, Slovakia. Slovakia. That's right. Uh, so they sent a few guys over there, and AJ, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about World Championships this summer. Uh, for any World Championship enthusiasts out there, I do apologize, but that's just the way that life works sometimes. But I did want to have just a couple brief conversations about it really quick um, so that people know who's over there, why they're over there, why they might be over there. Nikita Zadorov, Philip Grubauer, Tyson Jost, and Gabriel Landeskog are among the representatives from the Avs. And Franz And Pavel Franz Zuz, which, uh, which we may do a little bit of talking <coughs> about uh, a little bit later. But, AJ, um, Tyson Jost, good for Tyson Jost for heading over, really seemed like he was finding his legs there. Uh, in the in the postseason, especially that second round, so it's good to see him wanting to keep that going. Has already picked up a pair of points um, from over there. Nikita Zadorov was dying to go last year, couldn't uh, couldn't go because of a shoulder injury. Philip Grubauer uh, couldn't represent Germany last year because he was uh, en route to a Stanley Cup championship. Gabe Landeskog didn't did Landy go last year? I honestly don't remember. I anymore. don't remember either.
1: I can't remember the year where Landy went and Sweden won it and they were really excited about it. And it was like... Uh, I think oh, that was it's...
0: last year, actually. I think that was last year. Was it? Yeah. Cool. But Landy is...
1: I pay very, very little attention to to Worlds. As
0: do most. Year. But the reason we are talking about it today, AJ, a lot of people we're were uh, in your mentions, in my mentions, in... BSN Avalanche is mentioned saying, is this a good idea for Landy to be going over there? I thought he was injured. Didn't look like he was a hundred percent. Put everyone's minds at ease, AJ. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> um, no, he, um, apparently he's fine. And to be honest, they would not be doing that. Um, if abs doctors had final say Mm. so if they thought that there was anything long term that that might crop up with him going and playing worlds then they wouldn't have allowed it right so um i definitely plan on asking Sakic tomorrow at his presser um kind of you know why they were cool with it because i'm also curious what the team's thoughts were. But um, I imagine it's going to be as simple as he's fine, nah. he's healthy, he wants to do it, so we let him.
0: All right. Well, there's that. Uh, anything else from Worlds, AJ? I mean, this is a pretty um, – I don't necessarily want to say like second-rate tournament, but it's not – It's kind of an after. It, it really is. I mean, it is kind of like the – hey. You're not in the playoffs. You can keep playing for another month. Um, Really not a lot to this tournament though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever,
1: right? Like they're I, to me, I think this is entirely an exhibition for the players. This is something for the players to do. They get to represent their country. And for some of the countries, it's an opportunity for them to, uh, you know, play play some guys they maybe otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to. Yeah. You know, kind of get them in their pipeline and, and let them go. And, you know. I, I just don't it's not a huge deal. Yeah. All right. It's it's not like a it's not like a big thing, you know, it's
0: not like, oh man, world. Right. It's, oh man, he you know, he's got a world's gold not, medal. It's like, yeah, all right. You're right. Landy has two of them, apparently. <laughs> yeah.
1: I looked I looked this up. He he got one in 2012
0: and 2013 and
1: 2016 2017. Oh, well there you go.
0: So cool. Well, AJ, we just wanted to uh to be able to put it out there because we knew some people were a little nervous about uh about some of the abs guys heading over there after a long playoff run. Yeah.
1: And like Landy's Landy was clearly compromised, right? But whatever whatever it is that he's got going on obviously is not it's obviously in, in not in such a way that it's going to be able to do long-term damage. Because if there was the threat of that, you don't let it go. Sure. You know, maybe maybe he ends up hurting himself in some other way, but whatever it was, um, unrelated. Whatever, exactly. Like it's it's not whatever whatever he's got specifically going on is not something that can be further damaged. You know, maybe he's got like a a bruise of some sort or a sprain or whatever. And you're not going to make it any worse by, by going out and playing a couple of extra weeks of relatively low intensity
0: hockey. For sure. For sure. All right.
1: I mean, I say that Canada, Slovakia was like
0: (laughs) today. I, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I will take your word for it. AJ let's uh, let's jump to our first break here. When we come back, you put something out today on bsndenver.com talking about what to look for in the Avs offseason. We are going to run through that list and talk about each one of them. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back.
2: Tucked away from the city, Raccoon Creek is your go-to golf course. Their location in Littleton provides more than just a beautiful golfing experience. They have the perfect setting for year-round events with unbelievable views.
1: It's a fun place to golf. It's a different atmosphere and it's a really nice course. It's fast green, they have a good crew there, so it's always in good shape. They're having uh, comedy shows, they got like this really cool fire pit in the back now. It's changed a lot, there's a whole whole new patio that has like the best views in Colorado, I think. You can just see the mountains, you see the
2: golf course, you know. Kinda like Cheers, everybody knows your name and your handicap. That was Todd. He's been golfing at Raccoon Creek for years now and it's his favorite golf course in the area because of the environment that they've created. Raccoon Creek has embraced technology, adding golf board rentals to their course, as well as updating their golf carts to be equipped with GPS that provides score updates of sporting events and live scoring for outings and tournaments. They also have an app where you can schedule tee times, receive happy hour specials, and stay up to date on all of their upcoming events. Download their app today and receive a free bucket of balls or check them out online at raccooncreek.com.
0: Segment number two, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, talking abs off season. We are just getting going. We have a long summer ahead uh, of us talking about all this, but we are just hey. start dipping our toes in, Hey, guy. We do. It's a month shorter than normal. It it is, but that's still a long four months.
1: Considering I should be in St. Louis right
0: now. Mm -hmm. You are correct. Uh, AJ, let's start with the elephant in the room. Miko Rantanen is maybe the highest profile restricted free agent in a long, long time. Um, This is one that we know will get sorted out, but it's just a matter of how much. When it comes to this situation, back to back 80 point seasons for Miko, uh has you know all-star appearance this year. Absolutely you know, he ended up being the Av's leading scorer in the playoffs. Where do you start with this? <laughs>
1: uh well it's it's tough because you know, Austin Matthews got eleven million.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, now Austin Matthews is a center. Austin Matthews has uh, scored more goals than Miko, but but Miko has more points. So right. you kind of you kind of look to balance all those things out, right? Um, the market for wings coming off their ELCS is not insanely high. Um. It's not. It's not one where you're thinking he's gonna get twelve million, and especially when the top one of the top two wing free agents um, this year was Mark Stone, and he signed for nine and a half million. So Mark Stone, a a point per game player. So Rantanen's got production on him, but not by a ton. Um, Mark Stone, a much, much, much better defensive player than Rantanen is right now. And also UFA. So you would think that nine and a half would probably be the ceiling for Rantanen when all things are considered. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Rantanen and if that's the case, if it's not, if it's, if, 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 I'm not getting if the Avalanche are not going to be offering, uh, you know, in the nine to 10 million range. I'm not signing long term. I'm I'm just not. I mean, why would you? If he continues to drop 80 point seasons on the league, he's going to be worth 12, 13, 14 million uh, in, in a couple of years. So that's kind of the rub, right? Maybe, maybe the Avs offer him 10 million right now. Uh, but they're able to get him on an eight-year deal instead of instead of trying to look at all the comparables and and shorting him and say, "Hey, we'll give you eight million dollars," and he says, "Okay, great, but I'll only do that for four years."
0: We talked about it earlier in the year. What do you think the odds are of them doing a bridge deal and and trying to match something with Nate here in a couple of years? Um,
1: I mean, it, it the big factor here is what does Miko want? Because we don't know that part of the story. We don't know what, what he wants to do and what he's prioritizing. You know, we saw um, we saw Eric Johnson. Now, he was a UFA, but Eric Johnson signed for seven years. Boom. Done. They wanted him here. He wanted to be here. Easy. Mm-hmm. We saw Landis Coggin McKinnon did the same thing. Wanted to be here. Got offered long-term contracts. Boom. Done. Got him done. No problem. At the time of their signing, <laughs> both of those numbers for both McKinnon and Landis Cog were completely fair. Yeah. Um, and I think that serves as kind of a cautionary tale for and for why he would not sign a seven or eight year deal with the abs right now. Because, you know, like I just broke down, like the market just may not be there for wings yet. Maybe. And this is going to be a crazy summer for RFAs, resetting markets all over the place. You know, Ranton and Patrick Line and Matthew Kachuk and Braden Point and Mitch Marner, uh all these guys, Timo Meyer, all of these guys are all up this year. So, you know, it's come time to pay that great 2015 draft class. Yeah. And and really, like who blinks first is going to have a significant impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if if Line goes out, and I think Line is set for a bridge deal. And Line A and not have the same agent. But Line A also had the kind of down year where, you know, had he put up a year more in line with his first two seasons, he might be getting $12 million this year.
0: Yeah, Mike Liute is going to have a um, – he's going to have himself a lucrative summer for sure. Yeah, his his 3% is going to cash out big yeah, time. he's going to be between Line A and Rantanen. He's going to be in good shape. Um. Aj, I, I think this is one that that we'll continue to talk about for a while as it continues to evolve and change, um, with with yeah. the circumstances and, and the talks and all that stuff. I think the one thing that's good is 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 of all of all people that that you could have in this situation, I think Miko is one of the better ones. He definitely does not. Strike me as the type of guy that's that's going to get too hung up on this. Obviously, everyone wants to get paid. Everyone wants to be paid fairly, but I don't think this is going to end up getting ugly. I just don't think Miko's that type of person. Um, it could drag it could. on though,
1: with no arbitration involved. There's a there's a very real possibility that it's September 10th and that guy's not signed.
0: I could see that, but I I, I would also be surprised personally. Um, let's shift focus here. Uh, to your point, we we almost never talk about this guy. We barely give him any airtime. Um, so we want to we want to finish up this segment talking about him, uh, Tyson Berry. <laughs> for those of you that that don't follow along normally, Tyson Berry is a very popular topic of discussion on this podcast. Um, for this exact reason, UFA after next year, this is a guy that was looked at as. Um, expendable given the young pieces that you've got coming in. Hey, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys that kind of fill a similar role. Well, Tyson Berry had himself a fantastic year, a fantastic first round. Things kind of shifted to, well, can you really get rid of this guy? You know, Kale McCarr, what can you really expect coming in? Uh, you know, what kind of adjustment period is that going to look like? Well, Kale McCarr showed up and was like, <laughs> suck it, nerds, and just. Stuck it to everyone, almost caught Tyson Berry in points. So does this kind of remuddy the waters on on the Tyson Berry situation, AJ?
1: Well, it was um, – talk about talk about like drastic swings mm-hmm. here, right? Because we go from, you know, during this – he has a 59-point regular season and he was absolutely vital to them making the playoffs in the last couple weeks when Landis Cog and Rantanen were hurt. And because you remember that guy, he had 14 goals this year, which tied his career high that he put up last year. But he had seven going into like the start of March. Right. And so he just absolutely, he caught fire at the end of the year and was awesome. And then he follows it up with eight points in 12 playoff games. So, you know, he continued to produce. He continued to be who he is. Well,
0: and his defensive play took such Um, a step forward, I thought, especially in the later part of the year there.
1: Yeah. And, and it was, it was solid. Like you're, you're, it was just fine. There, there were, there were obviously some hiccups. There are always going to be some hiccups. Like we should all understand what Tyson Berry is Uh at this point. And one of those things is he's just an okay defender at best. Like on his best days, he's an okay defender. Uh, On his worst days, he's much worse (laughs) than that. So, you know, and, and at, on his best days, he's a top-shelf point-producing defenseman. You know, I put it in the piece since 2013-14, he's eighth in the NHL in, in points yeah. amongst defensemen. If you even go back one more year um, and, and include his, you know, sort of his rookie-ish year uh, where he kind of got his first, like, break into it, he's still yeah. 11th. So, you know, the guy, the guy has just been there for the Avs throughout the last, I mean, since he turned, since he became an NHL regular, he's been a top 10 point producer among defensemen. Now there's a big gap between him and number one and number two, but that's okay. Like he's not a hall of fame player, but he's still high level. He's tied with PK Subban in production over that period of time. So Point is he's he's a very high end uh, elite point producing defenseman. That's what he does. And we were all, you know, the argument all along was, well, Kale McCarr is going to come in. and He's going to produce points similarly, and he's going to kind of take that job and and sort of, you know, with with Johnson also on the right side and signed long term, you know, and and McCarr being the truth and and the future of humanity's existence, you know, he's he's just going to kind of make. Barry irrelevant and then Barry went out and he had a great year and it was like well under no circumstances should they not sign Barry at this point this is an All easy right. conversation and then Joe McCarr went out and he put up six points in 10 playoff games which is a 49 point pace across the regular season and you're like well yeah maybe and that's what no but that's not with any kind of power play one time and he only averaged what, like 18 minutes a game overall, something like that? So it wasn't it wasn't like he was getting huge minutes. Uh, Kill McCarr, very, very impressive. And produced the kind of points that, that made you stand up and say, oh, that's very interesting, sir. Where maybe you start to wonder, maybe the pendulum swings back the other way. Hey, if if the abs get an offer, and for me, there's only one kind of offer. I put in the article that they would be deciding between two, between a futures heavy deal or uh, a deal for a top six forward, in reality, they're not doing another futures deal with Tyson right. Berry. They're not kicking the. They're not. They're not going back to the. Hey, we're gonna get a first round pick and we're gonna get a, known, a young prospect and we're gonna wait on those guys. That, that's hmm. they're not interested in that. That's not the. That's not what they're after. If they're gonna trade Tyson Berry. It's going to be straight up for a top six forward who rolls into town and 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 is a, a safe, reliable bet to put up sixty points minimum and is and is relatively young not necessarily like 22 years old but not going to be a guy that's 27 years old and a year away from free agency mm-hmm. so that's you know it it's 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 got to be a good deal it's got to be a smart deal that that essentially Colorado can justify the deal by saying well the money will just shift tyson berry's money will then go into the forward pool and we'll still get sixty points out of him, and then you know, then they they have to go about trying to replace him on defense. Um, but right now, they're that defense is is pretty good. So, um, you know, if they if they want to move Barry, then this is the, they have to make that decision this summer. Uh, letting him letting it all continue to play out, and then watching that guy leave in free agency next summer is a, is a disaster. You can't let that happen. Good. That's the kind of thing that sets a team back and keeps them from winning a championship.
0: Right. Uh, AJ gut feeling. Uh, do they move him this summer or not?
1: No. All right. Gut gut feeling. They sign him. But I, I say that before talking to Sakik tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> so by the that, time people listen to this, that that may be have. Not that I'm expecting Sakic to come out and be like, "We're totally going to trade him this summer," but right, right. You never know. Like you never, you never know what he's going to say that might swing that pendulum in another direction.
0: Right. Well, let's take uh let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we still have plenty to talk about uh, when it comes to the apps prepping for the off season. Before we do, you guys know what I'm about to tell you about. I'm telling you about that game changing coffee. Strava craft coffee is the CBD enriched coffee. That has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Segment number three here, third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, hanging out, talking Avs offseason, what they need to do uh, to continue trending upward. Uh, we're going to get James Merrillat on next week to see what he thinks uh, the Avs should do to keep going in the same direction. I was gonna say, man. Have you? Uh, did you, see did you see, he he was, he he was doubled, at it again today. Doubled down, and, and and what's so funny is that at this point, it's so obvious that he's just doing it for the attention. And 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 what's even worse is that he really is. He's making himself look so dumb, where it's like, dude, you're 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 very obviously doing this to get a rise out of people and then make fun of them. See no see what he what he's done is
1: like he's created the zero sum game where he wins no matter what. That's it's kind of like the it's kind of the it's kind of like the Dater Jinx concept where Adrian is either right or he jinxes them, right. And either way he wins, right. So what happens next year is if the ads go out and they have an eighty five point season and they miss the playoffs, he gets to stand up on his pedestal and say, "Nina, Nina, where are the orange slices now, you guys? You guys don't know anything. I know everything." Right. And if they go out and they, they take a big step forward and they win the division or whatever, then he gets to say, what? So I was wrong,
0: but I'm happy that this happened. Why well, does that matter? I cover the Broncos, so I wouldn't – well, hey, I, you know, I don't know. I was this. You – know, isn't this great? Why isn't everyone just enjoying it? You can't say anything to hockey fans without them freaking out. You know, man, that, that, that stuff pissed me off so much. When the fans started all that stuff earlier this year – You know, with with March Slareth doing all that, the participation award thing. It it was just disrespectful. Well, well, and and that's exactly what it is, man. And that's what bothers me so much. And that was the reason – I had someone get in my DMs the other day about acting professional when I said that James Merillat was brainless. It's like, you want to talk about acting professional? They get up there. They talk about something they know nothing about. They talk crap about the community, the fans, the teams –
1: even some of the people who covered them, Marilott threw, um, he he threw in the media that
0: covered the ass, too. Right. So, you know, they, they come at us all day and then, and then anyone says anything back, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, we're just having fun. The hockey community. You can't say anything. It's like, you know what, man? What, what do, do you, wanna, do, do you want to, do you want to talk shit or do you not want to talk shit? What do you want to do? Do you, do you want to talk shit or do you want to do the orange slices thing? Make up your mind. And, and you know, man, I'm never one to do the whole stay in your lane thing. It's Twitter. That's It's an open platform to talk about all kinds of stuff. But if you're going to stick your neck out there, you have to know that it's the internet. People are going to have their own opinions. People are going to say stuff. And when you're flat out wrong and you're doing stuff just to get a rise out of a certain community, congratulations, you got one. Now you're, all your people who agree with you can't get mad when when we come back and say, we disagree with you, and this is why. You know what I mean? It's well, it's absolutely it's ridiculous. And, and I would I would also add
1: in there. <laughs> don't go out of your way to tell people how much you don't care. Right. If you if you have multiple if you have multiple tweets telling everybody how much you don't care and how and how little this matters to you. Despite you you going out of your way to do that. You lost. Yeah, exactly. Like, all you're doing you're shouting from the rooftops how much you don't care while everybody stands down below you and is like, you look like you care an awful lot, mm-hmm. dude.
0: Well it's yeah, it's 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 like when you're Talking to your, your high school crush, you're talking to her friend, you're like, Oh, does she like anyone? Not that I care, not that I care. It's like, then why are you talking about it? You obviously care. Same thing. Just if you if you're interested in talking about hockey, James Merrillat and Mark Schleiereth, talk. Let's talk about it. Have have someone yeah. on your network that knows anything about hockey. You're you're
1: yeah. both and not not Perry Mel <laughs> If there was if there was ever a a participation award moment, it was the moment that they patted themselves on the back for
0: getting Barry Melrose to talk. Hockey. Yeah, and hey, hey, Mark, if you if you'd like to come on the show, come on the show. We'll get you a participation trophy. We'll let you talk. We'll do all that stuff. If 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 they want to come on here, great. But come on here, go on Twitter and talk about it. Don't make fun of of, of hockey fans and and the ads. Right. If you want to learn about hockey, dude, then learn about it come talk to the people who cover it reach
1: out to the people who live it every day who are immersed in the game we all we ever want to do is talk about how great the sport is and how much we love it and want to grow it and make it more popular especially in the united states and yeah can we be can we be a little uh, a little exclusive and and can we be a little on our high horse sure but we get a little sensitive because of the participation trophy stuff right. like because because people get that way and instead of and instead of like actually extending an olive branch, and being like, "Hey, I would actually like to talk about hockey. I'd like to learn more about it. I'd like to learn. I'd like to learn about some of the you know some of the the terminology. And I'd like to say you know the right things instead of instead of outing myself fourteen seconds in when I say something a little bit silly, you know, like that's and and that's fine. Like for me, I I would love it. Like if Mark Slareth wanted to come on here." And just talk hockey with us and talk about the game and talk about the barriers for entry and getting into it and and learning all the different things. I'd love that. Like, could you, like the three of us going down to the BSN offices and sitting down and just, just talking puck, even, even at, you know, at, at a lower level, like, and it's not like he doesn't, it's not like the guy's like brain dead. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not like. The dude has no concept about right. the game. It's just that like he doesn't, you know, he didn't play it. He doesn't play it. He doesn't follow it actively. There's a certain analytical level that he can't talk about well, hockey that he does the same as football. And if he wants to talk to people who can, can do that, like I would be all about it. I would love to extend all olive branch to those guys. But instead, it's quadrupling down on, hey, we're better than you we're just going to poke fun at your community and we're going to make fun of you guys because a lot of the football guys feel that way and they're catering again catering just to that audience that they've built of only broncos fans when they poke fun at other sports like that you don't you notice they don't they don't do the same thing they don't poke they don't poke fun at, at the silly over the top nature of football fans they can't even poke fun at themselves for the for the the quarterback scoreboard and who won quarterback of the day you know like there there's no there's no self-parody there they take all of that seriously and it's just like guys like this is sports Mm -hmm. this should be nowhere near this serious James Merillac going on Twitter and doubling down and going back in it's what he does man it's who he is it's fine it's whatever he obviously isn't interested in an honest conversation all it was was and I, I'm, I'm if you give me a second to to get into this, he did the it's the ESPN model. So ESPN used to do this a lot when they were trying to drum up traffic, okay? They would have Chris Mortensen, one of their NFL reporters, put out some sort of controversial tweet, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. And then they would have all of their morning shows, their flagship shows, break down the tweet, get into it. Then they're another one of their ins- insiders, would put out another tweet refuting it then on espn.com they'd have two of their analysts breaking down each side of it and they would turn into an entire day an entire day's worth of content for them that they did not have to come up with any kind of a show topic for they had one hot take that they were able to manufacture into an entire days worth of content and that's kind of what the fan has done they've they've mastered with broncos only coverage You talk about something in the morning, you know, Schlereth and Evans go on in the morning show. They talk about a topic and then they break it down and then all the shows the rest of the day respond to what those shows said and it just builds into a conversation like that. All these different people's opinions. It's exactly what Marilat did last week because he was trying to get people to listen to the fan for hockey talk specifically. Now, I don't know about you guys. I sure as hell didn't tune in, because when you say something stupid, I tune you out. It doesn't make me want to listen to your show. It doesn't make me want to tune in and say, huh, interesting thought. I wonder about them expanding on that. No, I saw that for what it was. It was it was purely to try and get them to get to, to, to prove that they could get people to tune into a show that was talking about hockey specifically, and that's all it was. That's all that was about oh, tune in to me talking with, with Zach Byer th- from 12 to 3. We'll lead the show with the Avalanche with my Avalanche hot take. No, I'm not going to listen to that, and the hockey community shouldn't listen to that. They should not buy into that, and that's all it that was. Whether or not he even believes it does not matter. It was all about trying to manufacture listeners for, a, for, for one specific topic and turn it into an entire day's worth of content. It's exactly the kind of media manipulation – That makes people wary of media in general.
0: You nailed it. You nailed it. If we didn't have an entire segment to talk about, I'd just sign off with that. But we haven't even started talking about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, got sidetracked, but this is is the summer, baby. Should,
0: Should we cliffhanger it till tomorrow and just let everyone have a summer cliffhanger, or are we nicer than that?
1: We're nicer than that. First segment was short so it's fine. We'll we'll, we'll go
0: a little longer. Are you sure? We're, I'm not nicer than that. I think that'd be kind of funny. Or or what would be even I mean, funnier is if we just cut it out right here for like like just cut it off right now. And then 10 seconds later bring it back in. <laughs> yeah, like you said it's the summer. Maybe we'll see. AJ, um all right. Well, well let's let's get uh, let's get through this here. Um, this is one that, that we have heard a lot of different things over the last, um, couple of months. Now, let me say something to you guys. Um, in regards to myself, AJ, AD, we don't say stuff for the sake of saying it. We don't, we don't start rumors. We don't, if we ever report on something, say something, it's because someone has told us that. I saw someone trying to say yeah. that that we were pumping the tires of the uh Artemi Panarin thing just because we wanted to pump the tires. No, we have we have been told by someone, despite what they were saying, <laughs> very, very close to Artemi Panarin, that he has at least interest in in playing for the Colorado Avalanche. Am I saying that he's number one on their list and take it to the bank, Artemi Panarin's coming to Colorado? Absolutely not. But when we talk about this kind of stuff, we've typically got, not typically, we always have a source for it that is legit. We have internal conversations all the time. Oh, should we talk about it? No, I don't feel that good about it. So keep that in mind, that if you hear something here, there's there's something to it. But
1: the fact that we went all year without talking about Artemi Panarin and then that changed over the last like two right. months, I feel like that wasn't like a random decision that we just, oh, hey, let's just start talking right. about this. That was something that was not under consideration
0: by any of us until we got pointed. Until one direction. specific evening. Right. Um, but but the reason I, I, I mentioned that was um... – Yes. Yes. Oh, whose phone is it now? Um, Semyon, Bar- mine. the, the irony <laughs> is the
1: person—the person who gets so frustrated when your phone goes off—is the That's one who so made funny. mine go off.
0: Um, so Semyon Varlamov, you know, we've talked a little bit about over the last couple of months. Um, he was on his way out. Then it looked like maybe he was going to stay. I'd have to imagine that he's probably not coming back next year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to operate, and again, this will be something that we hopefully get some sort Mm -hmm. of hint at uh, tomorrow in the SACC presser, where they're going now, because things changed quite a bit. Philip Grubauer was very good in the postseason, and that's that. I mean, he's earned the number one job, and Varley has to know that he would be relying entirely on Grubauer failing, uh, if he were to try and stay and and win back the job,
0: and and I don't really see that happening. So, operating under that assumption, where do you go now, AJ? What?
1: Well, you want to stay in right? He was great for the Eagles, and you brought him over on with this with this kind of in mind that, hey, maybe we'll bring him over. We'll play him in the AHL if he does well. Then maybe we will. Um, promote him. Grubauer will be our number one. Francis can be our number two, and we'll go from there. And he certainly held up his end of the deal. He even showed well in the very limited amount of NHL action that he got. Um, he played. He played really well in those games, and you have to say right now, you know, he was one of he was a very good AHL starter. You could say, hey, this is this is a dude that certainly has earned a look as as a backup. And given that there's not an established, there's not a robust uh, market of backup goaltenders out there this year, it's barren. It's a very, very, very weak class. I think that, uh, you know, with with knowing that, tie up Fransuz and get him in, get him done and, and in here uh, and, and ready to go as the backup pretty quickly. You know, commit to that and and hedge your bets with a third starter in Colorado that's got some NHL experience. Um you know, the the Keith Kincaid's, the Michael Hutchinsons, Chad Johnsons, you know, those types of guys. Backup guys that, that could be in the AHL for you uh just as easily. Um but could but could give you a guy that, you know, Calvin Pickett. Right, yeah,
0: maybe... right dude. How no funny would that
1: be? Um, although of course then he would get claimed and you know, right. then, then you're in trouble. They did what I wanted them to do already. Uh, they signed uh, Adam Warner to do to his ELC today after our, my article had published. Uh, so that was nice mm-hmm. of them. Thank you for that. Um, he's, he's the guy that should be competing. He should be the, the Eagles backup, but he's the prospect, right? You, you want him as the backup this year, the starter next year for the Eagles. So that's kind of the path that he's on right now. And you let Spencer Martin go. You bring Joe Kanata back to be the Utah Grizzlies starter and your fifth goaltender again, uh, in just in case. So that's where I think they should go. I like the idea of Grubauer and Franzuz. Obviously, there's uncertainty there, but there's uncertainty no matter what you do at the goaltending position. If they brought Varley back, that would be as high level as it could as you could really get in terms of
0: certainty. While also ensuring that Grubauer is still your star, right. so so that's kind of what we're anticipating from, <clears throat> excuse me, from a goal, uh, goaltender standpoint. Um, they the Avs are going to head into this offseason with with uh, a lot of cap space, AJ, and they are going to, if they want be able to to make some noise in free agency. You're recommending do that, absolutely. but be careful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm recommending hey, Artemi Panarin's out there, mm-hmm. go for it. Jeff Skinner, if Jeff Skinner makes it to market, go for it. Yeah. You know, what I mean why not? No,
0: I I think you're totally right. I, I think well, I think you need to take your swing. Um what I don't think you need to do is is take a lot of swings. You know, don't go don't go get yourself in a in a bad spot trying to you know trying to add a bunch of pieces. You don't you don't Yeah, be
1: be careful with it, you know? You don't don't get so caught up, you know, a guy like Jordan Eberle, you know, had a really nice, really nice first round series against Pittsburgh, but only 37 points this year and an inconsistent effort guy is 29 years old. That's exactly the kind of guy you have to be careful paying right. big money to in free agency. You know, be careful with Gustav Nyquist in free agency, 29 years old, coming off a good season, you know, at 69 points. Uh, or I'm sorry, sixty points, but that's yep. that's a career high. You know, be careful with guys. You know, coming off of career highs, getting into free agency at the end of their twenties, that you're probably not getting sixty points out of Gustav Nyquist next year. If you get the forty five ish that he uh, that he averages in throughout his NHL career, you know, the, maybe the forty eight ish, then great you'll you take that that would be awesome that's a guy that can absolutely help you you know replace colvin wilson with a 48 point guy and you're instantly Mm -hmm. upgraded on offense but be careful you don't want to give those guys big money you know ryan dezingle had 56 points this year be careful he got healthy scratch from the playoffs for a reason kevin hayes another 50 point guy be careful with those guys you that's 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 all I'm saying, is there's a lot of forwards out there that could help them. A lot of guys out there that could really help them. Just be wary of overpaying them. You know, Brandon Tanev, really, really good glue guy for Winnipeg. That's gonna somebody's gonna overpay, and it'll <laughs> probably be Winnipeg. You know, a solid, a solid player, a really good character guy, super hardworking type. Jonas Donskoy, same kind of guy be careful about mm-hmm. paying those cats those are the kinds of guys that get overpaid a lot in free agency you know i've michael furland is a guy that i have i have said time and time again i would give money to he's a he's a really really good solid all around player he's a 20 goal guy that brings a certain physical element can be really effective but again i mean you're talking about a 35 to 40 point guy be careful with that. That's not a guy to give $6 right. million dollars to. So that's all I'm saying. There are lots of guys out there in free agency. They're going to have lots of money. They just have to be sure that when they do make a commitment, that they're making the right kind and to the to a player that will be able to fit. You know, you don't want a Milan Lucci. Yeah. You don't want a James Neal. You want those guys to come in and be able to help you. And and help you in meaningful ways and not serve as cautionary tales for other teams. And free agents.
0: No, I think you uh, I think you nailed it as usual, man. Um, let's go ahead and get out of here for the day. We've got a lot of offseason to talk about uh, about what the abs are going to be doing, what we think they should be doing, what we think they shouldn't be doing. So we will save the rest of it for another day for Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys for listening.